Listen, tomorrow, tomorrow is Wednesday. It's a win tickets Wednesday. It's your chance to win tickets to see the Jazz and the Memphis Grizzlies. They play December 7th. Purchase Ford fans on all-you-can-eat ticket to an upcoming game and receive unlimited hot dogs, nachos, popcorn, ice cream, and soda. Visit the Ford fans on Level 6 for free Ford swag, Jazz tickets, movie passes, and much, much more. Question is up on our Facebook page. After Giannis Antetokounmpo went for 50, how great is the Greek freak? He's the best player in the league. That is why he's sitting on an MVP award. You don't necessarily have to be the best player to have the MVP. And the MVP isn't always the best player and vice versa. But I think he right now is the best player in the league. Over Doncic. Mm -hmm. Over LeBron. Yeah. Does it feel like LeBron's pacing himself right now? I think when you're turning 35 next month, I think that takes care of itself. Got a lot of people on our Facebook page, DJ and PK, responding. And yes, Giannis is awesome, Chris writes. But it literally took a 50-point night for him to sneak away from the Jazz in Milwaukee. This Jazz team is legit. If that's the way you want to think, I'm fine with that. Watching the offense last night, I thought that was really, as they just hit one three after another, this is really what we all visualized and talked about in the summer when they made the acquisitions. When those five guys are out there together, and of course the five we were talking about, Rudy wasn't out there, but with the shooters that they have spread around the three-point line, there were going to be a lot of nights they were going to be able to do it. Do you think there's uh, too many shooters and not enough shots? No. Because you got guys like Joe Ingles who are defended even though they may not be attempting threes. But are there enough shots for the shooters? I believe there are. Do we have shooters for the shots? You had to shooters. <laughs> shooters. Too many shooters. Too many shots. Not enough shots to go around for all the shooters. Hey. Shooters. 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 Too many shooters, too many shots, not enough shots to go around for all the shooters. Not enough shots to go around for all the shooters. New staff member Johnny Lightfoot. Johnny, yes, he is on our staff now. Johnny put that together having heard me riff about the problems that I thought were coming for your Boston Celtics. He put the music, you had the lyrics. (laughs) I mean, James and Lightfoot's right up there with Lennon and McCartney. Basically. <laughs> Should be some Grammys out there for me, as long as we're talking about awards, don't you think? Add it to the list. Yuck! Man. Yuck, get that thing a Grammy, will you? How the hell Once do you, you get keep Joe getting Ingles? nominated for every award, and I don't get nominated for one? I Not don't know. one. Not one. If I knew who did the nominating, then maybe I could figure what that out. What difference does it make? Maybe it's somebody who doesn't like you has a personal grudge against you. I don't know. They all should, hopefully. Yes, <laughs> hell, maybe that. Maybe you've just answered your own question. <laughs> but your work should speak for itself. It's not about grudges. It's your work. Well, you want everything to be fair, PK. And, you know, I work with a guy who says, fair? Fair doesn't exist. I want your work to stand on its own merit. Whether you like me or not, I'm hoping you don't like me. If you do like me, I haven't done my job. You don't like you. I don't want to be liked. That's a curse. Then if you're liked, you know what happens? What happens? You keep getting nominated for awards. Uh, Okay. (laughs) Isn't it obvious? More rubber chicken dinners for you. (laughs) 
I take great pride in having never been nominated for any award ever. I hate PK. And you have been nominated for every award all the time. Now, there was a time Gordon was hated, but now Gordon's nominated for awards. So did he overcome the hatred to get nominated for award? Or now he's liked, you know, in his old age, he's mellowed out or... Oh, he doesn't... Say, he won't tell you he's mellowed out. No. Really? I'm not a fan. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you ever call me a homer. He'll never wear... And I know his wife's listening now. He'll never wear any team gear. Not one, not a hat and I'm whereas I got no problem wearing them all. I got a Washington National shirt on right now. Yes, you do. I'd have nonstop. I have zero problem wearing any. You've got of quite stuff. the hat collection. Yeah. I, I do. don't know how many of them I've seen, but 50 easy. Yeah. Maybe 100. And he won't he won't do it at all. So I don't know. In his mind he hasn't mellowed. You might as well just tell him that he's a he's a commie. <laughs> How you hanging on? Where are you? <laughs> I'm in uh, San Bernardino right now. <laughs> He's a commie. <laughs> There's something we haven't heard in 30 years. That used to be a thing, and then the Berlin Wall came down, and it really wasn't a thing anymore. <laughs> but I had to talk in his terms, something that... He's <laughs> a commie. <laughs> Didn't think I was going to hear terms. that. <laughs> Didn't think I was going to hear that when I came in here this morning. Something that he could understand. And That's why you to. don't get nominated for awards. You're calling people commies. <laughs> if... Getting an award well, for saying, that. If you say he's mellowed, he'd rather be called a commie. <laughs> Uh, what else we got on the Jazz? Uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo is great, Ryan tweets at us. I was impressed by Tony Bradley, but if Rudy was playing last night, the Jazz would have won the game. Okay, but how about Middleton was playing? That's not <laughs> something I want to discuss, because I want to win awards. <laughs> Only our guys make a difference when they're not there. Yes. The other guys, nah, no big deal. I agree. Well, I think the argument there if I must make one in defense of Rudy and not Middleton, is that Middleton would have taken shots away from guys who were making shots. And he would have made shots, but it would have been some of these other guys wouldn't have. Well, maybe he would have taken a shot away from that. (laughs) Whereas Rudy, and I really didn't think they missed Rudy in the first half. Bradley was gobbling. I think he had nine rebounds at halftime, and he's gobbling up boards left and right. But I thought the Bucks. And, and I'm sure their coaching staff was all over him at halftime and then second half on the bench. You got to go to the glass. You got to, number one, drive and attack the hoop. Gobert's not there to block a shot. And number two, go get rebounds. And they did both those things. So if Rudy was there, the Bucks wouldn't have gotten to the basket. So, in other words, on the perimeter, <laughs> you might want to keep this. Stand by for an award. The Bucks would stop, stop there. <laughs> See, why are you not nominated? Because <laughs> you're a commie. You, you've been blacklisted. Hopefully. With some Hollywood writers. So the Bucks would stop there. The restricted area. I don't even know what the restricted area is. I just know Locke talks about it all the time. You know what it is. <laughs> well, where's the non? How come he never calls it the non-restricted area, though? It's everything outside that little dotted circle. All right, I know, but they should. If you got the, it's he like if you get stops, you should have goes. He does reference the non-restricted area, and above the break. What the crap does that mean? Above what break? That's where the three-point line curves around. It comes straight up si- along the sideline, and then it curves to the top. Why is that the a break. break? I don't know. 
I don't know who named it. <laughs> it's a break in the street. I know line. a lot of the lingo stuff. For a long time, there were commies and there were fast breaks. All of a sudden, there were no commies and there were runouts. Something changed. There was a meeting. Nobody told me. I was probably worried about some award I was nominated for, and I was throwing R&R barbecue into my pile. That's probably what happened. But nonetheless, it happened. So if you don't know how you get nominated, how would you know you got nominated? Steve Clarkey tweeted it out. I was looking at Twitter during a timeout in the Jazz game. Oh. I would have thought you would have been preparing uh, how to help the homeless during the timeouts in the Jazz game. No, you I get was, nominated over there. I was selfishly watching Jazz, jazz philanthropic basketball. work. Selfishly watching Jazz I wonder basketball. why the Huntsmans had you on their private jet. Yeah. For all the great community work you do. Thank Never you. Never asked me to be on their private jet. Actually, I ended up on the, on the jet because some ex-Utes came in and were too critical of Rick Majerus. And John Sr. was watching and didn't like that. And you weren't? What? Critical of Rick Majerus. Well, I think he thought I was. And then he had me up. He wanted to tell his side of the story. And he called me and had me up there to his uh, right. where he had a bunch of Exactly. Stuff. When you want to get your message, I mean, it's like old Hanson. When he called you, boom, you're out of the studio in a heartbeat. When they want to get their side of the story, who do they go to? Ghostbusters. You. How have you oh, built yeah. this built yeah, this bogus image of being the guy next door? Very carefully. Let's do that over again because I stumble on that. Let's do that now. How have you oh, built yeah. this? <laughs> built this <laughs> I'm going to do it right now. He wants a new drop. Three, two, stumbling. one. How have you built this bogus image? You're not going to win any awards. Now, You're acting. You can just, just edit that splice together. that together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so okay, then now it, you have okay. that. I'm so sick of this. <laughs> you are not. You are loving this. <laughs> you saw this yesterday. You thought, I live sweet. I friggin' shadow I don't have all to, the time. I don't have to break down Jeez. the jazz for four straight hours. Or I'm tired of living in your shadow. Fortunately, I'm so freaking humble, I don't require positive attention <laughs> and feedback. This, this really is like Christmas morning Everything's for you. good, yeah. Yay. But you just, oh my god! It's a Lego movie, right? So beautiful. Awards and this and that. And the last story you broke, I think, was Weber State was going to play Utah State in basketball. No, it isn't. You know what the last story <laughs> was. It's a major award. <laughs> you know what the last story was. <laughs> DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. <laughs> I just threw the break there, big guy. You can go ahead now. Play a commercial. <laughs> and now, attention. Top of the Wire on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Yak was either listening to another radio show or he was booking Joe Ingles. 50-50 on that. Joe Ingles, to be determined later this morning. We'll have to see how that works out. Meanwhile, the Jazz come up in short in, uh, come up short in Milwaukee. They lose 122 to 118 to the Bucks. They're off today. They play the Pacers in Indiana tomorrow, 5 o'clock here on the Zone Sports Network. BYU knocks off UCLA 78-63 in the opening game of the Maui Jim Maui Invitational. And as a reward, the Cougars get fourth-ranked Kansas tonight, 8.30 
on ESPN. Weber State falls to Wright State 71-57. They play Murray State today. New Mexico and UNLV both looking for football coaches. New Mexico and head coach Bob Davey will part ways. Tony Sanchez out at five after five years at UNLV. The Ravens get five touchdown passes from Lamar Jackson and beat the Rams 45-6. to Top of the Wire brought to you by Diamond Airport Parking. Don't take the bus tour at the airport parking lot. Diamond Airport Parking offers covered self-parking, covered valet parking, open valet parking, and free 24-7 car to curb shuttle service. Diamond Airport Parking since 1922. Just off I-80 and Redwood Road. Park, ride, and save at Diamond Airport Parking. This, this, this is Hans Olsen and Scotty G. It's what you want. It's quarterback at BYU, Zach Wilson. Wanted to get your thoughts on the Kalani Satake extension. What took so long and what was the players' reactions after it was all said and done? You know, there's not another person that deserves it more than him. And he's such a great head coach. And even though it's been a little rough, bumpy roads and it's been tough to figure out what this team needs, you know, I think he's figured it out now. And so um, I'm not sure what took him so long, but it was great that they finally made the extension happen. And, you know, he's a great coach coach and the players were just all so pumped for him. I know people are starting to pass around extend quality shirts. And, you know, I'm so pumped that he's still here and so my little brother gets to have him for the next four years and he'll be here as well and so you know, the players are just pumped that we get to have someone like this back. Catch Hans and Scotty every day from noon to three. Presented by your Rocky Mountain Chevy dealers on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Join Hans and Scotty Friday from noon to 3. Andrew Reinhardt from Wasatch Medical Clinic will be live in studio to discuss an FDA-approved breakthrough and permanent solution for ED with no pills, surgery, or needles. All right, PK, we were up at uh, Kyle Whittingham's press conference yesterday. And he said something that caught your ear as an assessor of talent. He was not completely surprised by the developments this year. No, he knew. Much, much as 2008, he had an idea before 2008, that 2008, that team was loaded. He told me in April of 2008 that they had a shot to be really, really good. And the way he said I can remember specifically where we are, when he, where we were when he said that. And that led me to believe, wow, man, this could really be something. And it was really something. That was a phenomenal ball club culminated by kicking the crap out of Alabama. That was sweet. They won eight out of nine the year before. And barely lost that one game, or it would have been a nine-game win streak. BYU converting on a fourth and 18 on a blown assignment to beat him. And he knew he had something. Now, he knew he had something for 2019. And when did he know it? Well, he spoke about that at the press conference. You could see it coming. And these guys, and just because you see it coming or you think you have some potential or a chance doesn't mean it always happens. And these guys have made it happen. And their, their work ethic, their leadership, their approach to the game, uh, is, it's all come together. And it's been a special season so far. Still got work to do. But so far, it's been, uh, it's been very enjoyable. The front end of the bite, he said it was two years ago. Correct. He saw it uh, coming two, two years ago when, and that's what I asked him a couple of weeks ago, Huntley needed to go through the struggles that he went through, throwing four interceptions against the Sun Devils as a sophomore to be able to be where he is today. I think that's part of the process. And where he is today is on top of the world. It's, it's, he's sensational in every which way. There's, just, there's nothing negative you can say about Tyler Huntley. Absolutely nothing. It's, all, it's completely and totally positive the way he's playing. It's just so awesome to see him play this well. Now, with that in mind, if they would have known – and Kyle, I mean, he knows his stuff. Everyone agrees on that. That if they would have played just one decent Power Five and beat them in the non-conference, 
when tonight's poll comes out, they would be fourth place. They would be in. Ooh. Yeah, I don't know that they would be. I do. I can see where they'd be in front of Alabama, because Alabama's lacking the quality win. Alabama's riding a lot of wins, and the fact that their loss is to number one. They've got the quote-unquote best loss, and they're riding that. But Georgia is sitting on a couple of good wins and a bad loss. So if the Utes had a really good win... Okay, so they'd be fifth, and then Georgia loses to LSU. Yeah, I can see that. That's fine. Doesn't matter. The point is that this should have... Of course, we're assuming that this whole debate, it's all about football. And we just had Lincoln Kennedy on an hour ago, and he said, it's a money grab. It's always, they want everything the br- is about they money. Want the I brand told names. you that years ago. Right. Every single thing in this world is about money. Well, Alabama's still a brand name, even if but Utah's the, a quality But win. they would already have an SEC team in there. Alabama will always be a brand name over Utah. That'll never change. Oklahoma will always be a brand name over Utah. That'll never change. Georgia same deal. We understand all that. But Utah's resume and the way they have just dominated everybody since the SC loss and SC, that's not a bad loss either. They turned out to be a decent team. Eight and four in rank now. So with that in mind, the pressure would have been on you've got to put in this team. And you still have three blue bloods. It's not like you're going to put in some other, you know, halfway decent program, relatively speaking, against the elite a level competition. You still have the three great ones, so you can afford financially to let in Utah. And Utah, if they would have beaten a bigger name program, that's the big thing is that they don't have any quality wins relative to the other teams. So they would have had it. They would have had a quality win. Alabama has no quality wins. Zero. They do not. No. That is a fact. Right. But then they have the eyeball test. And the eyeball test would be just as good here. It's just the Pac-12 has gotten, and the Pac-10 before it, has gotten a raw deal so many times. Not this year. They Utah, the mistake Utah made, Kyle knew that by his own acknowledgement, he knew two years ago that this could be special. You should have gone out and you should have had a money game or something a one-shot deal, you should have taken whomever off the schedule, whoever you need to take off, any of those three teams, take them off the schedule, put in a bigger name, you beat them if you're all that you think you are, and I think they are, they beat them, we wouldn't have be having this discussion now. But now everybody points out, BYU, Northern Illinois, Idaho State. I'm listening to the Phoenix radio station yesterday when I'm at the gym. And their guy, their afternoon guy, He's totaling up the losses. Nine, not, they never talk Utah, but he's totaling up the losses. Nine losses by Utah, by Idaho State. Seven losses by Northern Illinois. Four losses by BYU. He, that's that verbatim. That's what he's saying. So if you would have played somebody else, take off Northern Illinois. I don't care who you take off. Take off any of the three. Go beat that team. And I know that necessarily it's just easier said than done. I get that. But, who's, who's available, who's willing to play you, because yeah, other coaches might look at you and go, do you know how good they're going to be? Let's not play them that year. Why do you think they're calling at the last minute? They know how good they are. We're not playing them. But so they could have run into some of that. But if you play them at their place, yeah, I know it's just easy for me to say. I understand all that. I got that. I'm just, I, I completely get that. But if they would have done that, then the argument against them would be almost non-existent. Almost non-existent, literally. And they would be in. They would be in fourth place at worst. 
or best, fifth place at worst, sitting there with Georgia, and Georgia loses to LSU, Utah's in, nobody argues. Nobody. Nobody says, whoa, yeah, blah, 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 blah. Nobody. Because Alabama beats Auburn. Auburn's, what's it, the fourth loss? And that's that's your big win? Yes. That's not a big win. That's going to be their big win. But it's not. It's not. It's not. It's a, if you would have beat somebody else in the non-conference and Oregon, Oregon is still nine and two, with a one-possession loss to Auburn and a one-possession loss to the Devils. That's not like they're trash by any respect, and they're going to be ranked. And if you beat Oregon, that is a quality win this year. Everyone would agree with that. Should still be ten win Oregon. Yeah. Assuming they beat Oregon State. So they're gonna be ten and two going into that ball game next week. That's a great ball club. You can't I mean they they came up a, a th- four points short against the Devils. So I'm supposed to look at them and say, Well man, you you guys suck? No, not at all. That's just the nature of this conference. The nature of this conference is that the middle which I guess you put the Devils in the middle now, even though they at best they're going to finish with a losing record in conference. They're going to be if they beat the Cats, they're four and five. So at best, I can put them at the middle, and that's rather than reflect negatively on Oregon, it reflects positively on the Pac-12. Is that you go down there in the uh, desert late November? The place is packed. It's a tough place. They get hot. They've got good players, too, and they make a few plays, and they walk out of there with a win. Good on them. That's the, To me, that's not necessarily a negative reflection on the conference. It's not a negative reflection on Oregon. That is a positive reflection on the conference. Look at what we can do. Take a team that three weeks ago, UC Los Angeles just blew off the field. Now, they scored 22 points in the fourth quarter, but that was garbage time. It as was far garbage as time. They were not going to win the game. Yeah. They were way right. down. It made, it made the score look good. Yeah. But if you saw the game, you know. I, actually, I didn't see the 22 points. Okay. I had work on Saturday, so but I can rarely you, see the If play. you even saw the box score, yeah. you would know in a heartbeat. Okay. So now they come out there, and they, they, it's a month later. They get better. They get their quarterback back, and they make some plays. Way to go. They got coached up. That's the strength of the conference. That The Devils winning that game is not a negative. It's a positive because your conference, fill in the blank, any team that has a losing record in conference, any conference, with the possible exception of the Big 12, the other conferences, there's no way the other three conferences are going to have a team capable of beating a team that is undefeated late in November. And so now we're supposed to crack on the conference? No, I'm not. I'm actually pumping it up even more. And the problem with the Utes is they didn't schedule. They chose to take the weak, easy way out. And it's too bad if that's what keeps them out. Because they deserve to be in. If they just could have played one. I'm not even talking top level. Texas. Well, LSU's getting credit for Texas. And, you know, Texas was coming off a good year, but this year isn't last year. I mean, Texas is down from a year ago. They're 6-5, and five, aren't they? Yeah. And they're playing Texas Tech. I don't know that they're going to win it. I mean, it could be 6-6. Six and six Maddie Wells? Maddie Wells could hand him 6-6. Six and six. <laughs> if they, Morning. How y'all doing? If, if they win, <laughs> then they're 7-5 and five and 5-4. Five and four. Yeah. And it's still not off the charts. But no, they, but that would have been shot. good enough. It would have been good enough, I man. don't know that it would have been. Yeah, I do. 
It would have been good enough. There are so many examples of the Pac-12. Not USC. Well, why would this year be any different? Because the Utes can roll out eight defensive players are going to play in the NFL. That's why. It's the quality of their team. It was BCS era. USC had total quality, a gazillion NFL guys, including Reggie Bush. They lost a triple overtime game to Cal on the road in a year that they went to Notre Dame, in a year that they went to Auburn. There were two teams that got in then. It's true. It was BCS not. So let's talk about today. When Washington got in, the last Pac-12 team to get in, they got in in 2016. (laughs) They got in with one loss, and they got in because there was no other one-loss team to knock them out. They got in. And that's the path. They got in. And that's the path for the Utes. They They got in. They need Auburn to beat Alabama. So you're going on a a defunct system, and then you're arguing about a team that it's so hard to get in, and yet they got in. Right. And they got in because there was no other one-loss team. How do you spell weak? They need Auburn because to you beat right now, Alabama. You have a weak argument. No. Yes. No. If Utah have played a Power Five team, they're in. They're four or five. Now they're going to be six at worst tonight, but they would, I would be four that, or yes. five. And they would be in. If Georgia beats LSU, I've got no problem keeping out Utah. They're the SEC champ. Yes. They've beaten Florida. And they've got like six wins that are great They're the wins. only one who've taken down LSU. Yeah. yeah. They also beat Auburn. Right. I don't know. Am I missing another good win for them? Yes, or, Notre Dame. Notre Dame, right. They got Notre Dame. Chris Middleton. <laughs> <laughs> you had to beat her earlier for that to make sense because you're like, that didn't make any sense. What has the Bucks guy got to do? Two major players today. Yes, so they beat Notre Dame. So Notre Dame is very good this year, right? They're top ten. So if Georgia beats LSU's got two top win- uh, the number one team and Notre Dame, and then whoever else you want to put in your there, they got those in their back pocket. If Georgia gets, and I think most Ute fans, most sane Ute fans, not the idiots who are out there just <laughs> constantly ripping me, but ninety eight percent of the saying you'd fans would tip their hat to Georgia and say, okay, I've got no problem. And they would probably go after Ohio State or Clemson rather than Georgia in that situation. Maybe Certainly Clemson, because Clemson ain't beating anybody. Clemson isn't beating anybody, but no. they have the same issue that Utah has in that the league didn't produce Well, they don't have anybody. an issue because they're Clemson. Well, there's that. And they're undefeated. But I, I mean, get your the, point. If the Utes had been undefeated mm-hmm. like Clemson, the Utes would be mm-hmm. they would be four if they had beaten USC. Right. They'd be in front of Georgia. At least Ute fans, am I right? If Georgia beats LSU and goes into there no. with one loss, I do would you have a problem with them taking the fourth bid? Okay, before we get I an would, answer, Yak, what percentage of Ute fans are gonna tear PK's head off for saying that? Really? Twenty, twenty five percent? That high? Yeah, I yeah. think so. Yeah, there is a there is a significant portion of the Utah fan base. No matter what you say, oh yeah, it's negative. No, yeah. you, you could say the but U- that's too. not negative. It, but that's not helping up Georgia. Not, not, not to, to you. you. To not to them, you. It is. Yeah, but I, I only care about me. That's true, and that's why you don't get nominated for major awards. Screw awards. I don't want no freaking awards. That's what last Chris, thing I want is make me what Chris be Middleton fat and me. happy. <laughs> I want to come to work every day believing nobody believes in me. It's worked for you so far. Why yes. would you change it? I don't want no freaking... Your TV guys want to be loved. I want to be hated. If I was Bronson, I would today go on at 3 o'clock and say, I reject my nomination. 
I'd be like Marlon Brando in the academies and Bill Russell in the Hall of Fame until just recently. I would reject my nomination. In fact, whoever nominates those awards, I dare you to put my name on it just once. Because I'm not going to have it. <laughs> DJ PK. Story about crazy Ute fans coming up. We'll get to that next. Stay with us. Take the zone with you wherever you go. Let's go. Download the all-new Zone Sports Network app on your phone and get live streaming of the zone as well as podcast editions of every show. From Salt Lake to Shanghai, Provo to Portugal, or Ogden to Oslo, wherever you go, we'll tag along. Let's go. Download the new Zone app by searching Zone Sports Network wherever you shop for apps. It's the Zone Sports Network app. From 97.5, 1280, The Zone, and The Zone Sports Network. How much time have you invested in Joe Ingles this morning, Yak? Mm. Have you even heard half this show? I've heard a significant portion of it, but less than I normally do. Yeah, okay. What do you think? Is it going to happen? A Tuesday Joe Ingles appearance? Let's put it this way. Jazz PR wants it to happen. It's all a matter of just coordinating. Buses and airplanes. Correct. 15 or 20 minutes of free time. I don't know how many people know this. The Jazz this year, they're not flying the night after games. They're staying overnight in the city they're at and flying the next day. Locke brought that up on Friday. Okay. That the the travel, they're changing it. Sleep experts think this is better. Correct, yeah. So it all depends on that. So we'll keep you updated. All right. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. Join us Friday. We're at Murdoch Chevrolet, 2375 South, 625 West in Woods Cross. DJ and PK on the road Friday. You can grab some jazz T-shirts while we're there. You can get some jazz hats, jazz beanies, tear them off PK's head. We'll be there Friday morning. So, PK, what? there were, there, were uh, there have been many tweets sent, but you have your notifications off, which is, you know, probably for the best. And yesterday, it was recommended that uh, the national media is more supportive of Utah than we think, and that we should have someone like Tim Brando on because of his takes. Good thinking. I know. I actually, <laughs> I actually tweeted that person a link back. Saying, well, yeah, he, he was on like last week. We don't want to bother him every week. Maybe we'll bother him in another week. But he was on because he called the UCLA game. Against the Utes, yeah. Against the Utes. So we had him on, and basically his take was, the Utes are really good, but this isn't about football. There's the chosen few, and the committee will do whatever it takes to take care of the chosen few. Well, he's a clown, a hack, a loser. And I got back a tweet (laughs) having said it, like, Brando says exactly what you're saying. He totally takes away you guys' point. I'm like, no, he doesn't. You literally can't. No matter what you say, you can't win. It's like ping pong. You can see how many times you want to hit the ball back, but you're, you're playing ping pong with a wall. The ball's just going to keep coming back to you. So, you know, your whole theory about the Utes, and, and here it comes, you know, if they added one more game. Now, I would say that's the built-in bias to the system. You're already playing nine conference games. The ACC and SEC don't have to do that. You have to play a 13th game in a conference title game. Notre Dame doesn't have to do that. But now you should go do something else that Alabama doesn't do to prove yourself. And I'm not convinced that that would work. Oh, I'm I also – I agree it could, but – Honestly, if Texas were the team just to pick Texas, and then Texas goes six and six or seven and five, it'd be like uh, Texas wasn't any good. They they'd still blow them off. Now, if you hit the right team and you beat another ten win team, you'd probably have something. But you'd have to predict that in advance. Well, okay, 
Oh, well, you can't predict things in the, in the past. That's, that's true. Not, see, the whole thing about prediction. See, it's another P, thing. I used the wrong word. It's another thing that you would have to know before in advance. Study your language, man. Irregardless, your way of thinking is that then, if it's biased against you, then you're not going to get in. Unless you go undefeated. I, I don't think that it's that biased. If you go undefeated, you'll get in. And I also think you'll go in. You'll go in if it's clear cut. If the Utes are one loss, this would be clear cut. If they would have played and beat the five. second loss, they got a good chance to go in. I think LSU is going to be Georgia. I don't think anybody's beating LSU. If the Utes played LSU, you're thinking they lose? Yeah, I think if Ohio State plays LSU, they'll That's lose. That's not what I asked. I yes, asked. <laughs> anybody. I think LSU is going to beat everybody. Nick Saban said something I've never heard Nick Saban said after the, they lost 46-41. Who cares? It's only a game? No. Oh. <laughs> that would be something, though. No, he said LSU's offense has no weakness. He's famous for calling out his guys and setting the bar higher, and then he didn't do it. There was no, we should have done this, we should have done that, we should have made this play. I hear thousands of people saying Utah's offense has no weakness. Does LSU's defense have eight guys and they're going to play in the NFL? I don't know the answer to that. So why are you so sure that LSU's going to... That's your bias. It is. You're just going big name bias. See, you're sitting in here in Pac-12 territory, and you have the bias towards. Don't complain about the bias towards SEC when you have it yourself. You just anointed LSU as beating Utah. But we also know my predictions are never a p- predicting it's games. Not, it's not about Nobody's the over prediction. 70%. It's the bias that you have. It's not that who cares about the prediction. It's the bias. You're just naturally assuming, well, LSU's going to beat you. Why? Because they're LSU. They play in the SEC. No, and Nick Saban, because of the Nick Saban has not studied time. one second of Utah film. film. He has a no reason to. Why no. would he? No. He's if he watching plays his, him, they would. He's watching his own right. team, and he's so watching his next So, of course, he's going to say it. So, he said that. So, meanwhile, if I have Chris Peterson come out and say, oh, man, Utah has no weeks about that. Who cares what he says? You're freaking biased. There it is. You are. You're, you're complaining about the very bias that you have. I don't have that. I think the Utes will beat LSU, or they have a good chance. Why were they going to have eight guys from uh, not Two years from now, when guys develop, no, right now, everybody they have is in full maturity. You're welcome. DJ and PK.